Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back. So thrilled to be here with you. I am pumped to get to introduce you to my dear friend, Poe, who is going to talk more about all things life. But one of the things I'm so grateful that this woman, that you, beautiful sister of mine, are are working on, right, is really creating more of a path of magic, play, and abundance with tapping into our energetic vitality and our sensuality and really exploring who we are and what invigorates us, what brings us to life, the energy. And so I'm going to have you go ahead and introduce yourself. I There's no way that I can even begin to um, capture what it is that we're going to talk about today. And I just cannot thank you enough for joining me to get to introduce you to this community and tribe. And so who who are you and, and what are you up to at this chapter in your life? And I'm sure we'll talk about many of them. Thank you so much, Jen, for inviting me here. I'm so happy to be here. It's always challenging sometimes when people ask me, what do I do? Because it's such a full range. But um, right now, I, you know, consider myself a spiritual advisor. Well, I've been for a long time, but in terms of the actual titles, um, I'm a somatic healer. I'm an energy healer. I work in different realms of rites of passages, whether it's sex, sex and intimacy, death and grief, or a rites of passage for young people. I work on multiple levels of the body and the mind and the spirit. So really it is truly a holistic framework that I live by and what I teach and guide people from. For me being tapped in and turned on in the body and the mind is so transformative and I truly desire to like support all people in tapping into their purpose and the wealth and abundance and connection that's available, you know? And for me, I had been dead for so much of my life, dead meaning like depressed and like lonely and disconnected and like really addicted to suffering. Um, because I had so much trauma. I didn't know how to work through that. And it took a lot of practice and time from my own experience. Like, I really want to help people to feel what it feels like to be alive. And that comes from, I think, really being in your purpose, serving, being generous, you know, loving yourself, sharing yourself, and receiving. 
like that whole flow of giving and receiving, which is the foundation of like this piece with yin and yang. Taoism is one of my foundations and that's all about yin and yang, which is the feminine and masculine energy. And so I work from this foundational framework, but there's so much more to it, but that's a little bit of a synopsis of who I am. Yeah. And we met just a couple weeks ago and I love that you mentioned that you're a shamanic healer and sex and intimacy coach, maybe you had said, or I don't know what words you guide, whatever, you know, yeah. (laughs) Yes. And on my journey, I set out to go to a naturopathic medicine school and study herbal science there. And I remember writing about the holistic aspect of life and really being able to look at the body as a whole and our entire being as a whole, right? It's not just the body. It's not just a mind body experience. It's really what's up with our spirit and the energy and all that encompasses us and who we are. And interestingly enough, I feel like in whether it be holistic medicine or allopathic medicine, we have this, I don't know even what it came from. I'm I'm super curious because you're also an acupuncturist as well as so some of your studies and training there. And that's what actually took me to that school was I had a desire to become an acupuncturist and I loved acupuncture, receiving it, just so much curiosity in my mind about, whoa, looking at the body and what felt like and resonated with me, a much more aligned way of of medicine. And yet even in holistic wellness, there's this ability to almost like push away and or not look at the sexual part of our body. And it is for at least myself, I love reading, learning, incorporating all of this because that's a huge energy vortex in our body and it creates so much aliveness. And it's one of the best moments and or multiple moments, right? That we're experiencing throughout a day. So how we're not weaving that into medicine, at least from my perspective, especially when we're talking about being a holistic doctor or practitioner or functional person, I am super grateful to have this conversation today because it's a topic that a lot of people either push off or is taboo or not a part of what we're what we're up to and all these doctors who do bits and pieces of the body, but not us as the whole. And I feel like if we were able to begin our healing with sex and intimacy or what it feels like to have an intimate relationship with ourselves first, then the healing could happen potentially so much quicker, but have much more profound effects and long lasting as well. So I I thank you for sharing your journey with us and, and doing what you do in the world, because every I personally believe every single person needs what you have to offer. This is such a great point, Jen. Like, I love that you just, you just hit it on the nail because yeah, how come it isn't included? And I believe that so many women have experienced it and men, all genders, right? Um, but I can speak personally for women because I've been in a lot of these rooms with women 
empowerment courses and programs and things like that. And I remember being in one room where the woman said, the teacher said, everybody who has had sexual trauma or been violated in that way, stand up. It was literally pretty much the whole entire room of hundreds of women. And it was such a powerful moment for me to see that this is what's happening in the collective. And this is also such a taboo space, right? There's so much shame that people feel um, in their bodies, whether it's connected to sexual trauma or not, just being in the body is very activating to a lot of people feeling the sensations, whether they're just regular sensations that are not even connected to sex or orgasm. It's still very, um, it's a lot for people to feel because we're in a culture where we're taught to numb and to disconnect and to be desensitized. Right. And so the the act of being in the body and feeling pleasure in our sex or intimacy with ourselves or with another is scary for a lot of people you know a lot of people and i always teach from like you said intimacy with yourself first because everything from what i teach always begins from the internal from you and then overflows from there and we become more available to that kind of connection when we have that kind of connection with ourselves yeah and and i mean like this is just something that i've heard for quite some time and my mom actually had a conversation with me multiple times in my life that she was curious if my grandma actually ever had an orgasm because of the way she talked about sex and, or, you know, intimacy in her life and what that meant. And it was something that we were not allowed to talk about when I grew up, you know, in a, um, I don't know, an environment where, um, as a young female attracted to males, if I had a male friend over, then we weren't allowed to like, go to my grandma's house and sit on the couch and even touch, right? Or like be close to one another and hold my heck, like times have changed so drastically, <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, I love that kids and people are able to ideally be themselves out in the world and exploring and figuring it out. There's so much creative juice and energy that happens in our young life if we're able to be um, in that environment as well. And then there's also this like faucet that gets turned off at some point, whether that be due to a trauma or maybe some of the experiences that you might be open to sharing and or um, in our own mind, right? Like whether it be from generational pressures that's being put on us, what it means if you get pregnant or not pregnant or whatever that's outside of ourselves. And then our internal dialogue with our mind. So our thoughts affecting this cascade of internal chemistry. And then what is happening with our sexual organs, right? Like it's just, it's, there's so much going yes. on. <laughs> and when we can have that internal dialogue that is of love and joy and peace and freedom and releasing, which I pray for everyone to be able to experience that and life gets so juicy, right? It just gets so good. 
So good. A hundred percent. I mean, I know what it feels like to go from one extreme and be initiated into the shadow, right? And to come out of it. But I had to really, I had to commit, you know, this is actually the podcast episode that I did um, that came out this week in my podcast um, about commitment energy, like really allowing ourselves to um, say, I'm worth this desire. I'm worth this vision. I'm worth, you know, I'm worthy of being free, you know, am I willing to give this gift to myself? Because I'm the only one who can do that, right? People can support you along the way. And that is so important. Community is key or mentorship or whatever is key. But ultimately, I'm the one who chooses, right? I'm the one who chooses for myself what I'm willing to commit to. You know, I've had multiple, many, I mean, countless um, bottoms. Like, I can't even tell you how many because there are so many. But I remember one moment in my 20s, and I'm about to turn 47. Um, so it was about 20 years ago, and I had lost $30,000 or so online gambling. I was in such a place of depression and desperation and, and disassociation and like all the things. And um, I hit such a bottom and, but I used that moment to really commit in a way that I don't think I had before that moment. I was literally like on the floor and figuratively on the floor and I was just like, I saw that light at the end of the tunnel. It was so tiny. It was like a little tiny, tiny, tiny little spark, but I was able to like see it. And I said, that's where I'm going to be. I don't care what it is that I need to do in order to get there. And I don't care how long it takes, but I'm committed. And I felt that desire, that fire inside of me and like, for the longest time, all I could do was just like crawl, right? It took me time to rebuild this other direction of energetic momentum because I had been so deep in a hole of momentum in that other space that it took time for me step-by-step, step, day by day, 1% at a time, one degree at a time to finally, okay, now I can stand up and start walking. Okay, now I can start picking up the pace a little bit. Now I can start jogging. It's just the same thing with exercise. Like when I lost like almost 40 pounds a couple of years ago, a um, few years ago, I wanted to start jogging. My body was like, it's time to start moving. And I could only jog for one minute at a time at the beginning. Like literally I was, so exhausted and I, I had to like walk for a couple minutes, then jog for a minute, walk for a couple, it was literally like that, but I was determined to, to, to be in this practice of expansion and liberation, right? And so I committed. And I really think this is such an important message in general because it has to start there. <laughs> You know, it has to start at like your desire. What is it that you really, what is your why? And then you can commit. You can't commit without that, that desire and vision. 
At least I couldn't. And I know most people can't. Yeah. Well, and you, you fluctuate so much, right? Between what you think or what's over here and then what's over there. And that commitment is what helps every single person excel in whatever it is that they're going to achieve, whether it be you know, picking yourself up off the floor. And there's that internal guidance and internal whisper that's speaking to you, tapping you on the shoulder saying, you can do this, right? Or like, I'm going to show you this tiny glimpse of light at the end of the tunnel. And that's going to give you something to help pull you forward. But you could have said no in that moment. You could have chose to not do that. And I I think that's one of the things that's so challenging along the way, right? Is it's easy. It can be easy to get sucked into these feedback loops that are not positive for ourselves, that are numbing, that do disassociate from where we want to be or what the, the other, that is our light that is calling us forward. And it takes that courage of leaning into and being okay with there's another woman that I work with as a coaching um, practice. And she has a, a piece called return to the light and the eye in return to the light is inch along, just like you were just sharing and explaining. Right. And it's just, it's incredible when we're able to give ourselves the grace of going out and running for a minute or however long our body will. And then seeing and feeling the results of that continuing to move forward, it changes so much because you could have easily gone back to finding more money somewhere and gambling again. So what, like what in that experience shifted for you to do something different? Well, you know, that was the only time I had really gambled. I was just in a dark moment and I just like fucking went crazy. Like it was just so, it was so dark, but it was this this wake up call. I just woke up in that moment like, Poe, what are you doing right now? Like you're creating this suffering for yourself. Yes, there's other things that I need to work on and heal, but you're adding piles of shit on top, right? Like I'm choosing to do that. And I think that's really important is like, really taking radical responsibility and accountability for our lives and how we want to live it. And that doesn't mean we don't have feelings like, and we don't like feel sadness, you know, those are all true. And for me, what I've experienced is there's a big difference between pain and suffering. And so if I know that I'm in a suffering space, which means that like, I'm addicted to these chemicals in my body that are like really wanting me to feel like worse and worse or my mind, my ego is like trying to tell me stories that are not true. I can make a choice at any moment to give myself grace, to be kind to myself, to be loving. Because when I talk about commitment, it's not about like, you know, yes, there's a fierceness to it, like that courage but also at the same time, this deep level of a, a compassion, you know, of like, you're doing, you're doing, ex- you're doing so great. Like you're doing your best. Let's see if we can even expand a little bit more. Cause I'm always about like, it really is about for me, the expanding and leaning into the edges around our capacity, you know? 
while at the same time holding a deep level of approval for where we're at in our process. And so, yeah, in that moment, I was just like, snap out of it, Poe, you know, just like you're doing this to yourself. And I think when we see when we're being when we choose to be radically responsible and accountable, we can see that we are creating our own suffering or we're creating our own joy right we we are that powerful we forget i think the the ego doesn't want you to know how powerful you truly are and that you can make a choice at any given moment whether it's a tiny little percentage choice or something massive like i love what my dad told me and it always stuck with me i talked about this in a podcast yesterday actually which is like if you just make one degree shift or even half a degree you're in a whole different trajectory Right, it, you don't have to like do a ninety degree uh, or forty five degree shift. It just is like one percent, one degree over, and that will literally start to shift your momentum and your energy, and then it just starts to pick up, and you're in a whole other place. <laughs> yeah. Hi friend, I cannot thank you enough for listening. We're gonna take a couple second commercial break as I introduce one of my very first courses. Hope you're having an amazing day and look forward to meeting you really soon. Are you ready to shift your mindset? The world has been experiencing so much more anxiety and fear than normal the past few years. Can you feel it? If you're ready to step into your gifts, release fear, build more trust, more joy, and manifest the life you've been desiring, then join me for the free mini course Untangled that I created just for you. I'm so excited to learn more about what you desire and help you live a life that's more aligned with your heart. I can't wait for you to get started. I have so many questions. I know, I know. We could go all over. <laughs> oh, it's so good. In your experience, so so this is internal suffering. This is us making a conscious choice moving forward to do something different. And that takes takes some serious courage, right? Of like being able to hold the mirror up and see what am I doing? Stop blaming everything else around us outside. And stop blaming ourselves too, because so many people are judging themselves for everything. Yes, 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 yes. And with your, with a part of your path and your journey, how did you get yourself out of and or did you even experience victimhood of some of what you, what you went through in your life and, and how did you begin to shift that or how do you help others begin to shift that as well? I love this question because- This is so important when we talk about radical responsibility and accountability because victim consciousness is so prevalent, um, which is very connected to scarcity, you know, energy. And so my desire is to help people shift from that victim scarcity place to abundance and creator energy, which is completely different. And yes, I was 110% in victim consciousness for most of my life, right? So it's important for me to share this, my story, because I am a lighthouse for people to show you what is possible, 
Like truly, like it is possible to be in the depths of darkness and like being completely in victim. Why, why is this happening to me? You know, why are they doing that to me? Why don't they like me? Like all these stories, right? Um, or in part of the victim, so if anybody doesn't know that's listening, there's a whole victim triangle, which is the victim, the rescuer, and the perpetrator. And we all bounce around from each one of these, and it could be in a matter of a minute, right? You could bounce around. Um, and we find these relationships with other people that can help us heal it and also activate it and like create a whole dynamic that could be really a suffering dynamic as well um, if that's something that you're addicted to, right? Because that is a very addictive state. Victim consciousness is a very addictive state. So is abundance though. Abundance and being a creator is also an addictive state. So it can go either way. We get to choose, but we need to learn what it means to be in victim consciousness and really have that desire to like come out of it. Um, but like, yeah, I was fully immersed in victim, victim all over, but talking about like sex and everything and, you know, rape trauma, I, I went through a whole process of forgiveness and really using those experiences to not only heal myself, but to elevate myself and use it to help other people. Right. So it's so easy to like be like, oh, why did that happen to me? Why did that happen to me? Maybe there's something that you can receive from it. It doesn't mean like when you forgive somebody, it's for you, right? It's for you because we, when we hold any kind of that energy and resentment or whatever it is in our bodies, it impacts our life, life in all kinds of ways that we may not even be conscious of. And that's why the body work is so important to, to heal this, the trauma in the body, these like pieces, these memories that are like keeping us living in victim consciousness. Yeah, replaying those stories over and over again. I can remember one very specific situation that I had and I have been studying. I've been super curious. I was, I just picked up a book that I was reading earlier on in my life and I'm like, wow, the notes are all the same, right. Of like how to come back to self, how to find self. And I feel like I was being called forth to figure that out, but I didn't, I couldn't really understand what it meant. And it was in the last year of getting to hear Kathy Heller share some things about really, truly like being in a vibrational frequency of abundance on every level of our life, not in one area, not focused on money, not in root chakra, not in, you know, like it was just, it's everywhere. And we can definitely be in this place of victimhood, scarcity, all the things not working out for us, blaming ourselves, blaming those people. So in that situation, there uh, there was so much frustration and anger and irritation and confusion. How could somebody act like that, be like that, treat others like that? But I was the one internalizing it. I was the one allowing myself for hours of a day to feel all those feelings and relive them and keep going. And I do believe that there's a process, right? And releasing and being with it and moving through the energy of situations that affect us in whatever way they do. 
and being able to, like we do in clarity coaching of having like an actual tool that we can find what is it that I'm thinking or feeling? And then what is the opposite of that? Or walking hand in hand with someone like you, like myself, right? These guides and mentors who ideally have been through maybe a similar situation so that you truly have like the empathy and understanding of what these people have been through. And we can call bullshit on on some of the story after a while too, right? I don't want to be in that environment. And I really consciously choose continue to expand my field and network of awareness of sisters and like-minded people on the planet is I don't want that in any aspect of my life. Right. I I really, we were just listening to a, a call earlier today and someone was talking about being happy 60 or joyful 60% of the time. It's like, well, what, what's up with the other 40%? What about the hundred percent? We can do that. And not to say that every moment of our life is going to be the most divine experience, but we don't have to be attaching ourselves to all of the experiences as we go through. Yeah. I mean, this is like, I've been really meditating and bringing this to my people a lot lately, which is like, how good can you feel? How good are you willing to feel? How good are you willing to have your life be? You know, like raising the bar, I think it's so important to do the nervous system work to feel safe in your body. But what I'm talking about is like, that's the baseline. That's the foundation that we grow off of that where we can propel from. But that is not the cap, right? That's not the ceiling. And that's where I'm really holding people from is like, let's elevate what we even think is possible of you know, how good it can be. And again, that doesn't mean we don't have moments of struggle and things like that. That's always going to be the case. But to have the 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 commitment and the tools that are going to bring us back, right, the practices to bringing us back to what is true. And, you know, in regards to sex and intimacy, it's so important, one of those practices to choose to feel your body. You know, people, a lot of people are walking around kind of like a floating head, you know, <laughs> like it's just like they're just in their heads and um, trying to figure it out, problem solving, you know, forcing all focused on goals all the time and, you know, overachievers in that way. And but yet and they could be super successful, but then they're not in their body. You know, I see this all the time with women. And so this piece around embodiment and like really embodying your power, embodying your joy, embodying your turn on, like, let's take it to the next level. That's how, that's where I'm at. (laughs) Embody your sensuality, whatever, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And the more and more we do that, this, the, the more our engine revs from the inside, right? The more our battery is actually operating from a hundred percent or full instead of 20%. No wonder. I, I, one of my dear friends who was on the podcast earlier, David Cook was one of the very first people. And he actually does estate planning by like title or whatever for, and is such an incredible spiritual being and guide. And 
he was the first person that brought my attention. Like most people that we come in contact with every single day, which you mentioned earlier, are walking around dead. Like we're, we're dead way before we leave the planet or a good portion of how we're living our life and we're coming into holiday season and that kind of thing, whatever. And that might be a big bright light and joy for period people, but then what do you do the rest of the time? Right. Or how do we create this connection that is continuous? So in, in clarity words that we have that are root chakra, like definite in this intimacy, abundance, whole, whole aspect of things are, Operating from fear or denial or greed, manipulating situations. This is within ourselves, outside of ourselves, right? Intimidation, motivational, threatening, superficiality. And above that, the line like opposite of that, right, is trust, courage, support, honesty, safety, creativity, accountability, values-based. And that is everything that I'm hearing in this conversation with you. So what are some tools, what are some activities that people can can do in order to turn this engine up a little bit, rev the engine, touch ourselves? How do we dive into the lower chakras? Yeah. <laughs> F- figure it, figure this out. A couple things that we could practice before hiring you as our our guide. Yeah, I love it. Wow. Um, hiring you as our guide. <laughs> Um, I think it's really important to look at ourselves. It seems so basic, but, you know, and I, it's mirror work, you know, and a lot of times people are like, oh, mirror work is so corny, or I feel so funny. Think about why there's resistance there, if you have resistance to it, right? There's usually something underlying it, and a lot of times it's people feel very uncomfortable being with themselves and looking at themselves and um, and feeling themselves. And so when you do mirror work, my encouragement to how to begin is to go closer to the mirror and like connect with your spirit first in your eyes, like really look in your eyes, like I gaze with yourself as if you were your own lover, you know, and can see yourself, like truly see yourself with filters of love versus filters of judge judgment right change those glasses into a different pair of glasses that are like yeah love based and so once you connect with yourself in that um, spiritual divine way then step back and start to look at your body like naked you know like how many women out there do not look at their naked bodies? I can't even tell you. There's so many, Jen. And take it to the next level. A lot of women do not touch themselves. And so it's so important to self-pleasure, whatever that means to you, right? It could be just like gently touching your arm sensually and lightly it could mean using a gemstone dildo which i love i use all the time and so healing you know um, i do not recommend vibrators for you vibrator women i know some people will be very upset at me and saying that because they like will die for their vibrator <laughs> but like it numbs you out right a lot of times it will numb your sensations and so for me the practice is about 
feeling more? How much more can we feel? Because the more we can feel, the more joy we can feel, the more gratitude we can feel, etc. Um, so I would say go slow and moment by moment, follow what it is that your body is asking for or wanting um, with curiosity, you know, enter into the space with a lot of curiosity and create maybe just like a five minute time, 10 minute time period. It doesn't have to be like an hour experience. You know, you can just like set a little time aside for you to just be with you and experiment with what feels good to you and just start there and, and see where that goes. That's a, just a simple little practice to begin with. I love it so much. I was fortunate enough to have a mom who was uh, doing mirror work when I was young. And that was one of the very first things that she taught me was to look at myself while I was in the mirror. And I've never been a female that is down to spend hours in the bathroom. Like I want to be outside playing, exploring, whatever. Um, And uh, so that has been a really, really fun aspect for me of being able to connect and like look in my eyes and see and have conversations that are really interesting of where am I and what is going on and what am I really feeling in this moment? And my body has started to shift and change in the last couple of years in different ways that I have been judgmental about or not so kind. And I have a dear friend who is like, oh, hi, new portion of my body I've never (laughs) seen or met before. And I'm like, yes, I love that. So I've been totally doing that. And Mm. as a massage therapist by training and like first career, um, touch is so important and being able to envelop ourselves, right? Whatever our body is looking like, however it is showing up, whatever we've chosen to do with our actions that is creating the the physical reality that we're living in. Um, I think that that's going circling back to the blame, right? And being so kind, changing that internal dialogue to loving kindness and true. I mean, how as as somebody outside of ourselves, if we were dating ourselves, we wouldn't be speaking like that 100%. to the person. There's no way. Absolutely no way. No way. And you would be like, oh, hell no. You know, like you wouldn't, well, most not, I mean, maybe some people would absolutely, but like, you know, most people would probably be like, no, don't talk to me like that. You know, (laughs) like that's not okay. And so why would we do that to ourselves? And I love what you're saying about like, yeah, our bodies are changing and, um, Constantly, if you have a child or you're going through menopause or perimenopausal or whatever, you know, I think this mirror work is so important to really tap into this, these places and you can touch your body and say, thank you, you know, like the areas that maybe you don't like the most, put your hands on them and feel yourself there and you can say, I'm sorry. You know, like, I'm really sorry that I was so, I've been so unkind to you. Thank you for like holding me and protecting me in this way. Like, or like say it's just your stomach because the stomach is like such a major area for women, right? Like say like, thank you for protecting 
my organs or, you know, whatever it is, thank you. And I'm, I'm sorry. And I love you. You know, these little things seem like so cheesy to a lot of people, but when you're present with your body and really have that intention of love, it really does heal on in a way that you would not expect in, in like looking in your eyes saying, I love you and like really receiving that from yourself. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's such a power of this mirror work because you're giving and receiving from yourself. <laughs> there, it's energy work. It's literally energetics of you giving and receiving to and from you. And it's really profound if you allow it to be. Yeah. All the things that we want to be receiving from others or outside of ourselves, I really encourage you to write that down. Like, what is it coming? What's coming up? What are you frustrated about that you're not getting or somebody used to do and they're not doing any longer or whatever it might be? And then turn those into conversations that you get to have with yourself because that's who we're, we're wanting presence, right? We're wanting presence with ourselves, whoever it is and connection. And then the rest of it is truly a cherry on top and meeting people with that energy. So this is an interesting thing that I heard from Tony Robbins super early on in my journey of like, how are you greeting people in general? And especially like your partner or your spouse or whomever, that's potentially been in your life for years? Or is it like a ho-hum, like, hi, how are you? Great. You're in different rooms, whatever. Or are you running to the door? Like you just met that person. And are we doing the same thing with ourselves? Are we waking up Mm -hmm. in the morning and being like, hi life. Oh my goodness. This is so exciting. Totally. How are we bringing the energy to the table? And then that is what comes back, right? The boomerang of energy out is what comes back to us. Yeah, I love that so much. And that really, it's all a mirror. It's all a reflection. It's all a hologram, you know, and we get to use these reflections to see, bring awareness to what is happening inside of us, put light onto the subconscious you know what is unconscious and then literally when we put the light onto things that we didn't see before they naturally start to transform on their own that is the magic and miracle of light and love like it literally transforms and alchemizes all and so but we have to have the courage to shine the light on it right versus running away from it or being afraid of the unknown because that's such a big piece of it is people like they don't know what is in there underneath there and they're like i'm fucking scared to go there because i don't know and but also i want to say that's where magic is is in the unknown that's the mystery of life and that's if we can get excited about playing in the unknown and the mystery and just coming from this more um curious space of like what's possible here you know so much can shift from that that perspective from that paradigm absolutely 
That's so true. So this is something I probably should have asked in the beginning. And I know that I've been on this journey for a period of time, but what is a shamanic healer and, or like, can you, can you explain your, your version of a, a bit more of what, what you encompass and what you bring into your healing modalities? Yeah. I mean, so for me, it's about the energy and the body and all the parts that are unseen. So that means that, you know, I, everything I do always incorporates the mind and the body, the feminine and the masculine. And so the, the, the actual modalities don't necessarily matter. It's the, it's the following of the intuition. Like my, we we all like i think this is a side this is a great side note because like there's so many people probably that are listening that have many certifications and many skills right and like know how to do all these things has a whole mary poppins bag of like tools and you know it's not about those are all great and good and fine but like it's about listening to the energy and following the energy moment to moment. And so when I'm working with somebody, I'm tapped in to what's happening inside of their body and also the energy of the moment. And so for me, it's really about following my psychic and intuitive abilities and listening, just deep, deep listening Um, and healing what's in the body healing what's in the body it has to it has to happen we we whether it's from the thoughts like you were saying cascading chemicals so it's like a daily stress thing that we're creating for ourselves or to old trauma whatever it is they're both happening in the body <laughs> so we need to address that piece and to me shamanic healing is like the mysterious of what's happening inside i love it i love it i love it i love it um, and then what do you, so how can people find you? What do you, do you have some incredible container coming up that's um, launching? People can, can work with you. What, how can people work with you? Yeah, there's multiple containers that I have. Um, I have a group container starting November 21st called Come. It's a six month online group program, intimate program for women where I'm going to guide them deeper into their body and into their sex, into their sensuality, the self intimacy piece that I'm talking about and really, you know, holding that standard of how good can we feel in our bodies? You know, how turned on can we get? How juicy can we feel? You know, um, and also part of that is inner child work and like healing potential pain body stuff. Um, it will include hot seats and also embodied experiences. Cause if we're going to do body work, we got to do stuff in the body, right? Like <laughs> you can't do it through the mind only. No. Um, and, and then I have like one-on-one in-person containers, deep dives with me, you know, whether it's for sex and intimacy, healing, um, all kinds of grief work, psilocybin journeys, um, and I also have a new container coming out next year for creators and leaders um, that are ready to like up level what it is they want to bring and how they want to live their life, you know, like really using this mind body connection to be a creator. 
Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So many people have achieved so much in life, like you were saying earlier, and we're just, we're not alive, right? Because we've been operating from, from our head that's cranking around in the world, but we, we, you look up one day and you're like, where's the fulfillment? Where's the Totally. Like, what's the point? Why did I just do all that? Yeah. Just to make the money and be successful and satisfy the ego right? It's, it's, it's not so satisfying or fulfilling to just like do what the ego wants, even though it creates a picture of what may look good, but do you really feel good? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I had built the tea company birds and bees teas and I'm so grateful for every single aspect and everything that it's taught me and I've learned, but there are so many, of the peak experiences that were really short lived and, or like, I thought it was going to bring me something and it was so different when I achieved it. Like, whoa, whoa, but then (laughs) what's next? What do you mean? What's next? I thought that this was going to bring me X, Y, and Z. And so, yeah, every single day I'm like, oh, how can I have these conversations that bring me chills? How can I have conversations and intimacy with every single, with myself all day, as well as every single person that I come in contact with? So thank you for doing this work, though. We we need you. We need you in the world. Thank you so much. It's been so lovely. And people can find me on Instagram or Facebook or on my website uh, or my Tao of Poe podcast. Um, I'm sure that you'll have links. So I would love to connect with your people. Feel free to reach out and we can schedule a call if you're interested. Yeah. Well, you spell out your your website and um, your Instagram handle as well, but it'll definitely be in the show notes for everybody to find too. Yeah. My website is daoofpo.com. That's T-A-O-O-F-P-O. That's also the name of my podcast. And um, Instagram is p-o-h-o-n-g dot y-u that's my name my whole first name is po hung but you're everybody calls me po um and the same thing for facebook so i'm available and connectable and would love to connect and this was this is so fun jen i had a great time this is such a great conversation and i really feel like um well first of all you're an awesome interviewer i just want to say this is like so lovely and i feel like your listeners, I hope that they receive something inspirational or impactful that they can take a piece away and implement it and practice it. Yeah, for sure. As you all are out there in the world, the the things that work the best is getting to hear what's landing, what's not landing. So as you're doing mirror work, which we totally encourage you to do, thank you so much, Poe, for sharing that today. It's tremendously profound work. And, um, we want to hear how, how is it working? Is the resistance is, are you having a blast? Are you, what's coming up for you? And, um, what are you creating from that time in the mirror? And, um, yeah, that's just, just the beginning. And, and I highly, highly, highly encourage you to check out post courses, go find her on um, all the social media channels and her gorgeous website and wonderful podcast. So thank you for being here with us today. Appreciate it so much. Thank you so much, Jen. Bye everyone. 
Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.